0: The Ledger Report is brought to you by MyPillow.com. Please go to MyPillow.com and enter LEDGER in the promo code box for up to 66% off. That's MyPillow.com and enter L-E-D-G-E-R in the promo code box. The Ledger Report is also brought to you by Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com forward slash ledger for a natural homeopathic way to relieve nagging chronic pain. or. Call 833-425-7246, 833-425-7246 for Relief Factor Pain Relief. And by Beverly Hills Precious Metals Exchange. Inflation is going through the roof. Graham-Ledger owns gold and silver, and you should consider it too. Go to bh-pm.com, bh-pm.com. Or call 866-3-GOLD-25, 866-3-GOLD-25 for Beverly Hills Precious Metals Exchange. Thank you.
1: All right, Mr. News, hit it. Next on the Ledger Report, Biden treason. Yes, treason. Exposing our military troops to terrorists and the most deadly so-called vaccine ever. Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in. Sit back and relax as we unfold this edition
0: there of was The a Ledger time, Report. A time before cable, when the local anchorman reigned supreme. And in San Diego, one anchor man was more man than the rest.
2: His name was Graham Ledger.
3: I can't tell you with any certitude that there's actually been a list of names. I know there may have been, but I know of no circumstance. It doesn't mean it's not didn't exist that here's the names of 12 people. They're coming and let them through. It could very well have happened. I'll take one more question. Wait, 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 wait. Let me take the one question from the most interesting guy that I know in the press. That's you.
0: Mr. President, there had not been a U.S. service member killed in combat in Afghanistan since February of 2020. You set a deadline, you pulled troops out, you sent troops back in, and now 12 Marines are dead. You said the buck stops with you. Do you bear any responsibility for the way that things have unfolded in the last two weeks?
3: I bear responsibility for fundamentally all that's happened of late, but here's the deal. You know, I wish you one day say these things, you know as well as I do, that the former president made a deal with the Taliban that he would get all American forces out of Afghanistan by May 1. In return, the commitment was made, and that was a year before. In return, he was given a commitment that the Taliban would continue to attack others but would not attack any American forces. Remember that. I'm, I'm being serious. Uh, no, I, I'm asking you a question. Because before, no, no, no. Wait a minute. I'm asking you a question. Is that is that accurate? The best of your not. Uh, what? I
0: don't think it's the issue. Do you think that people have an issue with pulling out the way things have
3: happened. I think they have an issue that people are likely to get hurt, some, as we've seen, have gotten killed, and that it is messy. The reason why, whether my friend will acknowledge it or has reported it, the reason why there were no attacks on Americans, as you said, from the date until I came into office, was because the commitment was made By President Trump, I will be out by May first. In the meantime, you agree not to attack any Americans. That was the deal. That's why no American was attacked. And you
0: said a few days ago you said you squarely stand by your decision to pull out.
3: Yes, I do. Because look at it this way, folks, and I'm gonna I have another meeting, for real. But imagine where we'd be. If I had indicated on May the 1st, I was not going to renegotiate an evacuation date, we were going to stay there, I'd have only one alternative, pour thousands of more troops back into Afghanistan to fight a war that we had already won relative to the reason we went in the first place.
1: Stop, Dave. This is torture on many levels, ladies and gentlemen. Torture because this guy is an illegitimate office holder. I will not use the word President and Biden together. Joe Biden is the occupant of the Oval Office in the White House right now. Will he be pushed out of there through a constitution? My friends say there is no constitutional process for reviewing the electoral votes um, and then having some sort of remedy. There is. It's called the United States Constitution. <laughs> the, the remedy is in the states. And in this case, we're talking Arizona, and we're talking Wisconsin, and we're talking Pennsylvania, and we're talking Georgia and Michigan. I don't want to get too deep down this rabbit hole, but my friends are wrong. There is a constitutional remedy. We've never been here before. No, we haven't exactly been in this spot before. But actually, the Constitution has a remedy for virtually everything. And the remedy in this case is you pull back the electors. The electors are no good. And this is what Arizona might do after the audit is done and realize that the electors need to be reclaimed by the state and there needs to be a new vote because the vote is corrupt. It's not just the vote for president in Arizona and in Georgia and in Pennsylvania that's corrupt, it's all the down ballot too. You got to revote. That's potentially what can happen, okay? So have we set the record straight now? I want to go back to what this genius just said. First, I want to go back to this list. The top part of that bite is when I heard about this, I was just stunned that they're giving lists of names to the Taliban, as Joe Biden likes to call them, ostensibly for safe passage through that hellhole Afghanistan. Are you out of your minds? Names? Uh, and, 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 And papers, if you will, for Americans and people who helped Americans in Afghanistan. It's a kill list. The Biden administration just committed treason. They gave a kill list to the Taliban. The Biden administration is committing treason by telegraphing its moves. Who in the world would telegraph to your enemy what you are going to do? ahead of time that's treason it's it may be treason because you're stupid it may be treason because you're driven by ideology but it's treason it's putting our troops in harm's way and now we knew the results that were coming and i want to get to that in just a moment first he talks about this deal and, and i see this on social media it is mind-numbingly stupid okay a quote deal with the taliban brokered by President Trump. Now, I believe you can't negotiate with terrorists. The Taliban are terrorists. The Trump administration likes to negotiate because Donald Trump is a negotiator. But I believe you can't deal with terrorists because they're terrorists. They're cutthroats. They want to murder you. Why would you even want to sit down with them? Okay, so there's this, quote, deal brokered May 1st, blah, blah. Joe Biden becomes the occupant of the Oval Office. He can do whatever the hell he wants. He doesn't have to abide by nothing. Donald Trump said to the Taliban, hey, listen, knuckleheads, you need to leave our people alone. We're going to start drawing things down there, but you need to leave our people alone. If you do not leave our people alone, we will rain down on you a military hell like you have never seen. And that made their testicles suck up inside of them and they, they stopped. Well, when Joe Biden became the occupant of the Oval Office, their testicles dropped back down. And they don't care about this guy. Brokering deals. Now Biden is is relying on the Taliban for safe passage for Americans? This is outrageous. It is treason. Those are the sworn enemy to the United States. Those are the people who flew the airplanes into the into the World Trade Center. And crashed ultimately the plane in Pennsylvania. And one into the Pentagon Pentagon. Those are the people you're dealing with. Those are the people you're relying upon to give lists of names for safe passage for Americans. This is completely outrageous. How soon we forget? How stupid and soft do Americans get? These people want to cut our throats and force our women to submit. Don't you get it? What part of that do you not remember on 9-11? What part of that do you not understand today? You want to broker a deal with these cutthroats and people try and parse the difference between the Taliban and the Islamic State and Al-Qaeda? There's no difference. They're Islamic terrorists. In the end, their fundamental goal is the same. They are partners in their goal. Whether they work together, whether they're at war with one another, who cares? They're solemn and central and unique goal is to destroy me destroy my way of life destroy you your way of life destroy your country now the Marxist Democrats are doing a pretty good job of destroying our country without their help that's another battle But effectively, Joe Biden is giving aid and comfort to the enemy. I mean, if they're brokering it, look at it this way from their perspective, right? If they're brokering a deal to, quote, protect Americans, the Taliban in Afghanistan, then we must be saying, hey, we're going to back off and not hit you. Now, think about that. We're not going to smack our enemies. Are you kidding me? And so we see the results. But one more thing about what the occupant of the White House said. Well, it's a, it's a fundamental choice. I can either uh, abide by the deadline, get people out, and tell everybody I'm moving out, and let the enemy know we're moving out so they can take over the country. <sighs> Unbelievable. Or his straw man is, and this is a complete and total false choice. He says that he has a choice of fighting an endless war or telling everybody he's moving out. No, you moron. Do you think we're all stupid? Do you think we're all like you with dementia? That's not a binary choice. There's something called military strategery, as George W. Bush would say, who, by the way, I disagree with putting boots on the ground in Afghanistan ever. I'm on the record for it. I'm not an isolationist, don't get me wrong. I believe that we should have flattened any mountains in Afghanistan. Warn the women and children to get out, drop leaflets, let them know to get the hell out and then level the place. That's what we should have done. A relentless bombing campaign and periodically bomb again and bomb again and bomb again. But don't put our guys on the ground. In that sense, you know, we had Bagram Air Force Base and it's great to have uh, military intelligence coming out of there and other forms of intelligence. And I think that could be accomplished without having a huge presence there. without losing a couple thousand troops along the way. We want to gather intelligence. But if you can contain Afghanistan to Afghanistan, that's important too. Now we have a terrorist state. Now we have a terrorist state called Afghanistan, which is adjacent to Pakistan. And last I checked, Pakistan had nuclear weapons. Am I right? Yeah, you're right, Graham. So what's Afghanistan going to do now under the rule of the Taliban with its neighbor vis-a-vis its neighbor, Pakistan? And by the way, is going to be brokering deals with Iran, who's now a few steps away from a nuclear device. And by the way, China is the best friend of Afghanistan now because of the unique rich minerals that are contained somewhere underneath that soil that we should have bombed to help build computers and such, computer chips and such. So China is now swooping in. Why in the hell didn't we take the riches out of Afghanistan? I'm just wondering. We lose our guys there. We spend a trillion dollars there. Shouldn't we be able to extract something in return? Something. And leaving the equipment, that's again, another story. It is outrageous. If you want to withdraw, withdraw. Don't tell anybody. Start getting the Blackhawks out. Start getting the uh, firearms out. Start getting the Ford trucks out. I posted a picture on social media. Outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. Taliban terrorists wearing all our stuff pictured sitting in a Ford truck. Camouflage. Cami Ford truck. They had the special ops glasses on. They had our uniforms right down to our belts, our standard issue military, I don't know whether it was a Marine or Army, you know, it was khaki color belt. You know, the kind of belt that you you got, the buckle you got to shine for inspection? Yep. They were wearing all that stuff. Gloves, a cami gun, cami rifle. This program is brought to you by MyPillow. They're running a new special, ladies and gentlemen. As we talk about what's going on in the world, maybe you can wear some my slippers. My slippers? Well, you know, cold weather's around the corner as it always is, and the Delta variant's still out there, Dr. Fauci. More on that in a minute. Cause there is a nexus here. I'm trying to draw the nexus between Joe Biden's incompetence in Afghanistan and the and the COVID, and it's coming. But our when we talk about My Pillow, if you go to mypillow.com, put Ledger in the promo code box, and you get a special on these My Slippers. You get up to sixty-six percent off. Also, they still have the Giza sheets on sale. This program was also brought to you by Relief Factor eight three three four two five seven two four six. There's a lot of great people uh, reminding you about Relief Factor, and I'm not one of the great ones, but I'm one of the people. Uh, but there is people greater than me one of whom is running for governor of California, who also wants you to go to Relief Factor. But if you go on my behalf and you use this phone number, 833-425-7246, or you go to Relief Factor forward slash ledger, uh, you'll get the special. And I've said it again and again, uh, also on my website, these are all on my website, also on my website is Beverly Hills Precious Metals. Um, Yeah, the stock market's in record territory. But if you're not taking some profits... And buying some gold and silver, uh, I'd say you're making a big mistake. And the ledger register on GrahamLedger.com, by the way, asks about the California recall election. Will there actually be the recall, in so many words? Will, will Gavin Newsom be recalled? Um, I'm not trying to be a wet blanket on that one, but don't get your hopes up. Because, just because of the sheer numbers in California, 10 million Democrat voters, 5 million Republican voters, and then a bunch of extra ballots out there. And I'm not talking a few. I'm talking millions of extra ballots. It's a daunting, overwhelming task that if there is a recall, it's going to be a minor miracle. I don't care how Marxist the governor is. It's going to be a minor miracle. The nexus between Joe Biden and his recklessness with our troops. You saw this coming in Afghanistan. You saw the picture. At least I saw the pictures. I hope you've been watching on my social media because I've been posting like a fiend. Just little clips of all the masses of people out in front of the airport, right? And inside the airport, but outside the airport. And our troops are kind of in between. It was a recipe for a terrorist attack. And now we have 13 dead Marines and more than 100 injured. And there's more coming. I pray to God our guys aren't hit, and I pray to God no one's killed over there. But it's coming. It's coming. And the Taliban is going to condemn it? Phony. You know, it's it's just mind-boggling to me when these media outlets or on social media, people say, well, the Taliban is condemning this terrorist attack. Are you out of your mind? Did the Taliban condemn (sighs) 9-11? Joe Biden cares more about advancing his people's, because I don't think he has the capacity to even understand all this. He cares more about advancing his people's ideology, his radical ideology, the Marxist ideology, than he cares about protecting our troops from the terrorists. And one of the most obvious ways is forcing our guys and ladies in the military to get the jab. So-called COVID vaccine, which we know is not a vaccine. Along the way, he's trying to force millions and millions of Americans to do the same, but he he doesn't have control over all of us, thank God. He's being struck down by the Supreme Court left and right. Latest is the... uh, so-called eviction moratorium levied by the cdc the cdc i think the cdc is a mess the cdc left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing i've talked a million times now about on the cdc website a study done in 2018 that says masks do nothing to stop the spread of a virus yet the cdc is saying wearing a mask to stop the spread of a virus so the cdc has a Eviction moratorium? Where in the hell in the Constitution does it give the CDC? CDC is not even mentioned in the Constitution. So of course there's not authority. I mean, that's a no-brainer strike down, but it was still a 6-3 ruling. Here's another another little nugget out there regarding COVID and, and the radical ideology. This is a wedge issue, ladies and gentlemen. It's a clear political wedge issue for Joe Biden and the Marxist Democrats. So that's why they're pushing to the hilt the so-called vaccine and masking. you know Some of these places in California are doubling down. You can't even go, they're getting close in California to passing a law that you have to get a vaccine. I'm going to repeat that. In Sacramento right now, there are radicals, Marxists, who are formulating a piece of legislation for their Marxist governor to sign that would mandate a vaccine for 40 million Americans, like it or not. And if you don't, You're not going to be allowed in the gym. You're not going to be allowed in a restaurant. You're not going to be allowed in a supermarket. Marxism. Complete and total Marxism. While the data are showing, Dr. Fauci, that the Delta variant has apparently peaked. This is what a virus does. Said it before, I'll say it again. You can't stop a virus from being a virus. And you shouldn't stop a human from being a human. And so the Delta, forget the Delta, okay? Just call it the COVID. If you look at the chart and if you, if you believe the numbers, which we know are corrupt, it goes up, it goes down. It goes up, it goes down. It reminds me of my joke, the joke my mom used to tell. The Italian helicopter, they go up, they go down, they go wop, wop, wop. So <laughs> they go up, the COVID, they go down. They go up, the COVID, they go down. And so the Delta variant is part of that day go down. Imagine that. Meantime, in California, they're doubling down on the Marxism when they know they can look at the data that I have and they know this thing's going to peak and drop down. Yet they're going to mandate a vaccine and they're going to mandate a mask. Meantime, The latest study out of Israel shows that natural uh, immunity is 13 times more effective than vaccines. Let me repeat that. Latest study, natural immunity, 13 times more effective than any vaccine. Now, have you heard any of these federal officials, Dr. Fauci, Biden on down saying, hey, listen, if you've had COVID, don't worry about getting the vaccine, so-called. Have you heard anybody saying that? Anyone? Nope. It's shut up, line up, and get the shot. This is a treatable virus. It has a 99% survival rate. It's treatable with ivermectin. Doctors have had wonderful success with ivermectin. Another set of doctors have had wonderful success with hydroxychloroquine. And now there's a study out that says nitric oxide nasal spray reduces COVID-19 viral load by 95% within 24 hours. Oh, let's repeat that one, shall we, Dr. Fauci? Nitrous oxide, a nasal spray, now this makes sense, right? Because when you're getting sick, this is where it is, and down in your throat, and we know ear, nose, and throat are connected. Reduces COVID viral load by 95% within 24 hours. Okay, so again, if I have a family member getting sick, I'm going to call one of the doctors that I trust and I'm going to say, listen, tell me what regimen you want me to do, ZPAC, hydroxychloroquine, but I want to include this nitric oxide nasal spray because it only makes sense. Now, that leads me to the VARS-VARS reporting system on the CDC website. Or it's, a, it's an adjunct of the CDC website. The VAERS reporting system was created 31 years ago by Congress so it could track adverse reactions, including death, of all vaccines. In the history of the VAERS-VARS reporting system, all vaccines combined, there have been fewer than 9,000 dead from all the vaccines combined. To this airing date, the COVID vaccines have had 13,627. Repeat... In the history of the VARS-VARS reporting system, 31 years combined, all the vaccines have had a combined total of fewer than 9,000 dead adverse reactions. To date, in a few months, the VARS reporting system, COVID, so-called vaccine, 13,000 vaccines, I should say, 13,627. Side note here. It's chilling what President Trump wrote about the CDC, that the CDC is Pfizer and Pfizer is the CDC. This is the swamp. This is clear evidence that the CDC needs to be defunded 100 percent. Strip it. Oh, my. What an opportunity we had when President Trump was first sworn in and the Republicans had control of Congress to do damage like this. Wipe it out. Fire everybody. Defund it. Why do we need the CDC? CDC is doing more damage now than it's doing good. Of that 13,627 dead from the so-called vaccine for COVID, vaccines for COVID-19, 50%. Now, you need to hear me on this, guys, okay? Half of those or more are over the age of 40. And the vast plurality of that chunk of 13,000 plus is over the age of 70. So the... Older Americans are having greater adverse reactions to this, and there, is a, there are many well-known physicians out there who are screaming the alarm bells about this, that just a few months into the so-called vaccine, it is more than all of them combined. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a problem. That, ladies and gentlemen, makes this the most deadly vaccine, so-called, in the history of mankind. Joining me now is is one of those doctors who has the guts to speak up against what's going on in our society right now vis-a-vis COVID and the so-called vaccines is academic cardiologist and internist, Dr. Peter McCullough, uh, out of Texas. Doctor, you look at what happened with the approval process uh, of the so-called Pfizer vaccine. Interesting side note. The former president, 45th president, uh, said the other day that he realized that the CDC is Pfizer and Pfizer is the CDC. That's kind of a side note, but an important side note. But the process has been truncated at the very least. Maybe bastardized is a better word. And maybe you can go into what the uh, FDA slash CDC did not do to get this thing authorized.
2: Well, the CDC and the FDA are the sponsors of the public program. So for the first time we have two government agencies that typically don't sponsor pharmaceutical or drug programs, they're the sponsor of the public program. Pfizer in conjunction with BioNTech from Germany were the sponsors of the registrational trials program. And what happened at the FDA on Monday was they simply looked at legacy data from the trials before the virus had mutated. And the legacy data, they pretty much just had some additional follow-up information and, uh, and gave uh, an interesting uh, set of uh, rulings. Uh, the first one was to Pfizer that said it was not approved by the FDA and it simply had a um, continuation of the emergency use authorization. The FDA said that the Pfizer product and the uh, BioNTech product uh, were legally distinct entities Uh, but may not be medicinally different. Uh, The BioNTech product was given a um, conditional letter of approval, but uh, that company, a German company, had to do many studies on heart inflammation, and the the conditional package insert said uh, did not have adequate information on safety in pregnancy, uh, did not know if it was going to be long-lasting, and indicated that all studies to test for genotoxicity to test for a cancer-promoting aspects of the vaccine, or for birth defects, all those were going to be um, uh, not required or not listed. So people were going to be on their own if they took the BioNTech product now called uh, Comirnaty.
1: And in this process, typically for a vaccine, by the way, which takes in the neighborhood of what, five to 15 years for the approval process, correct me if I'm wrong, but also there is public comment. There's often a, a review panel. There's a whole series of things that, that were not done in this process. Is that correct?
2: You're right. I mean, The biggest thing is a briefing booklet. Uh, the sponsor has to produce a briefing booklet, typically about 80 to 120 pages. And then the data is given to the FDA and they produce their own briefing booklet to see if everything agrees. And then there's an advisory panel of experts. I've, I've, I've testified at these types of panels myself. I'm very knowledgeable about this. Uh, all of that was skipped. Uh, this was just a meeting between Pfizer, Biotech, and the FDA. And then we had this odd uh, dual set of letters that came out indicating Pfizer not approved and BioNTech conditional approval. Uh, BioNTech doesn't have uh, a commercialization yet. They don't have a website. They don't um, have uh, you know sales representatives or a distribution program, anything like this. And so Americans were baffled when our government officials, even our president, came out and said that Pfizer was approved, when in fact it wasn't.
1: So why, in your opinion, if you can share it with us, why was this truncated the way it was?
2: I think some of it, you know, initially uh, vaccines had a minimum of 24 months of needed observation. Uh, This was truncated with Operation Warp Speed and it was announced through FDA guidance it was going to be down to two months during the registrational trials. What that meant was we were going to rely tremendously on the post-marketing data from the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. And what shocked me the most is that in the correspondence there was no consideration of all the things that happened since the vaccines have been used on americans so far half of americans have taken the vaccine they've contributed to a tremendous amount of data all of that was discounted we're in the middle of the delta outbreak where it's really changed the vaccine performances have really changed none of that was considered in the process
1: the var's uh, that's your boss uh yelling at you to hurry up and finish here i know but uh the, the var's var's reporting system Uh, I just checked it. It's over 13,000 reported dead through the so-called vaccines. And many of those people, by the way, most of the people, a majority of the people are over the age of 40. So these these so-called vaccines seem to affect in a negative way in terms of morbidity um, the uh, the folks who are over 40, not the young, uh, if you will. But if you you look at all the data combined, and by the way, we know that the VAERS-VARS reporting system has about a 1% compliance rate. So It's certainly more than 13,000 plus dead. We know this to be um, true. Um, But uh, in 31 years of this reporting system, um, there's a grand total of fewer than 9,000. Shouldn't that be, of of all the vaccines combined, shouldn't that be a red flag?
2: Of course. In fact, January 22nd, we are already out of bounds. With only 27 million Americans vaccinated, we hit 186 deaths. For all the vaccines combined per year, it's about 150 deaths, not temporally related. Fast forward, we're at 13,000 deaths. Um, it is probably underreported, as you mentioned. Two important analyses, one by McLaughlin and Rose, using those data have shown that 50% of the deaths occur within 48 hours, 80% of deaths within a week, strongly temporally related to the shot. Uh, those dying tend to be seniors, more frail. Those with the non-fatal injuries, the heart injury, the neurologic, hematologic and uh, immunologic injuries, those tend to be skewed towards younger people. But these safety numbers are absolutely out of bounds. Our government owed us safety reports every week, at least every month. To this day, we're in August, not a single report or press briefing on vaccine safety. Americans should be very alarmed that they are not giving any official data on safety once these vaccines have been put in public use.
1: And we knew about this potential problem uh, way back in, at least in October of 2020, just before the election, the FDA came out with uh, a slide deck that talked about the so-called vaccines. And on slide 17, it listed about 110 potential side effects, um, autoimmune uh, problems, Kawasaki disease, and of course, death is listed on there. But somehow- This hasn't gotten out to public circulation. I have a copy of it. You probably have a copy of it. But it's not out there for wide consumption. Um, And you have to ask why on that. While, uh, for example, pregnant women are being given this so-called vaccine. And now we're seeing, uh, is is this documented? Uh, This is what I've heard. I just want to know if you know this is documented. We're seeing a high rate of miscarriages among women who are pregnant who've had the so-called vaccines. Is this correct?
2: Well, let's pick up on that. The slide deck you mentioned from October uh, indicated that the FDA was going to use a lot of data sources to uh, analyze safety of the vaccine program. In fact, they've only had the VAERS system give public reporting, and now they're not using it in consideration of evaluating the vaccines for approval. And uh, we know that that the Center for Medicaid, Medicare services data has been used, but it's actually been used in a lawsuit against the federal government, where the extrapolation is from CMS data, they can figure out how many people took the vaccine, how many died at, you know, as of several weeks ago, that number was 45,000 Americans very likely have died after the vaccine. So now we're starting to amass numbers that look like a mass casualty or a war event. When it comes to pregnancy, a recent paper, everyone should be aware of it, by Penelis et al, showed that pregnant women who get COVID-19 have a mortality rate less than those who are not pregnant. In fact, pregnancy is the least injurious situation or the the, the least worrisome uh, medical problem. Pregnant women get through the COVID-19 illness very well. Those with severe symptoms can be easily treated with medications. We're very adept with this in practice before the hospitalization. And to think that pregnant women would actually be injected with the vaccine, which has a dangerous mechanism of action. It causes the production of the spike protein that, that comes from that from the Wuhan lab in China. That spike protein is produced in the body for two weeks or more, circulates widely, damages blood vessels, causes blood cuts, invariably gets to the baby. Probably the messenger RNA gets to the baby. And uh, the great concern is that this is like any other uh, a drug with a dangerous mechanism of action. This is pregnancy category X should not be used, should not be used in pregnancy. And I think it's alarming and shocking that the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology says to use the vaccine with a dangerous mechanism of action, with no data from the registration of trials on efficacy, and lots of concerns over safety, as you mentioned, spontaneous reports of abortions and stillbirths.
1: Some of this stuff is just stunning. Uh, What we know what is not being reported in the mainstream media and being completely ignored by our federal government because they have this data as well. Before I let you go, doctor, I want you to answer this last question as a doctor, but also as an American and as a resident of Texas uh, and any other hat you want to wear for that matter. What do we do? What do we do in a situation like this where, for example, if you're at work, maybe you're going to be a a man facing a mandate to get the so-called vaccine or perhaps you're deployed in the military and there's an edict now uh, from the so-called commander in chief to get the jab. Or if you're being forced to wear a mask, if you live in California and you know that masks, A, don't do anything and, and B, um, maybe make you sicker. Um, and then the big picture, you know, we're Americans. We have this crazy thing called the Constitution and uh, ostensibly liberty and freedom. What, what do we do in, in your mind at how we how we deal with a situation like this, how we fight back?
3: The
2: principles are that each one of us is responsible for our own health. That's the bottom line. It's called the principle of autonomy. Under no circumstances can any one of us uh, receive any pressure, coercion, or threat of reprisal for an injection of a substance into our body that we interpret will not help us and will cause harm in the setting of the vaccines now they're grossly failing. We have uh, Israel Uh, health ministry has Pfizer at 39% protection. They're already failing with boosters, which is more of the same vaccine that now doesn't cover the virus. Uh, The Mayo Clinic uh, and Piranek and colleagues has Pfizer at 42% coverage. Moderna better, by the way. Moderna is three times the dose of Pfizer. Moderna at 72% uh, coverage, but we know that's going to wane over time. Johnson & Johnson No one knows. I can tell you, none of these vaccines look like they're lasting a year. It looks like their coverage is going to fall less than 50%. That qualifies them as worthless vaccines. They don't work for the issue. We need to take COVID 19 as a medical problem, focus on those acutely ill, treat it to reduce hospitalization and death. In my view, the the vaccine program ought to be just simply voluntary or shut down, and all mandates should be dropped immediately. They are causing great concern and harm to our population, the vaccine doing more harm than good.
1: One last thing, what do you, are you a ivermectin or a hydroxychloroquine doctor? What what do you, if you had a family member ill, which one would you go with?
2: I can tell you, I published the two most widely used protocols uh, in the world. And both of those don't rely on a single drug because Mm. we knew single drugs don't treat this complicated illness. So hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin, they can be used in a drug combination, but it takes four to six drugs. One of the best ones I like to use is the one that President Trump received, the EUA approved monoclonal antibody pair that comes from Regeneron. So it's Regeneron and then sequencing the other drugs. You know, doctors in other countries have shown we can treat COVID-19 without ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. We can actually treat the back end of the syndrome with antihistamines, uh, anti-inflammatories, steroids, and uh, uh, aspirin and blood thinners. So there's many ways to treat COVID-19 like there's many ways to treat other infections. Sadly, the patients we see admitted to the hospital and those who sadly die receive little or no, the majority actually receive no early treatment. So the mistake we're making that's leading to the COVID-19 crisis of hospitalization and death is the lack of early treatment. It has nothing to do with the vaccine. And by the way, the vaccine patients are getting COVID anyway, and yeah. we treat them the same way.
1: And the irony is this, the one so-called approved drug remdesivir, you have to be admitted in the hospital to get it. It's just, it's so messed up the way things are going right now, doctor. If people want more information about you, they want to uh, read what you write about, any articles, any kind of publications, uh, where should they go? Do you have a website?
2: You can follow me at America Out Loud Talk Radio, the McCullough Report, weekly updates, Uh, as well as key links. And also go to Truth for Health Foundation. This is very important. Truth for Health Foundation. Get the updated home treatment guide. It's been used in millions and millions of individuals. It saved so many hospitalizations and lives. It has all the critical information about over-the-counter prescription drugs, as well as what to tell your doctor and what to do. And if they're not comfortable, moving on to the telemedicine services to get prompt treatment.
1: Uh, That's truth for one more time. What's the website truth for
2: truth for health foundation,
1: truth for health foundation dot org All right. Dr. McCullough, thank you very much. Thank you. Stand strong, ladies and gentlemen, stay strong. I know all of this probably is a little bit overwhelming and we're fighting various battles. We got to do that in life. Sometimes we have to fight battles on different fronts and they're very different kinds of battles that we're fighting here. And who knows, we might be fighting the terrorists amidst fighting among ourselves very soon. Think about the wide open border and the nexus between the wide open border and the flood of so-called refugees to the West. And some countries, like the UK, mind-bogglingly are letting these so-called refugees in without a visa, without a passport, without papers. So who in the hell are they letting in their country which may find their way here? Unbelievable. And you know that's going to happen here, unfortunately, under a Biden administration. I'm not saying we can't take some refugees. We can take some refugees, yes. But they got to be vetted. If we don't know who they are, they shouldn't be allowed in our country. And look at what's happening in our southern border. We don't know who those people are, and they're attacking our country. So we have multiple battles going on here. But stay strong, stay connected, and stay in touch with people whom you trust. And my website, I'm going to try and continue to post in the show notes uh, resources for you. And I, I try and footnote everything I talk about. When I speak to you, and I've been speaking to you now for many, many years... I speak to you with an opinion that's based on fact. Everything I bring to you is opinion based on fact. I would never just come out here and just give crazy opinion that's got tinfoil on the windows or tinfoil on the head. I wouldn't do that. It's not my style. Everything is based on fact. It's my, quote, journalism background, okay? Stay strong. We have a guy in the Oval Office who is committing treason and putting our troops in harm's way both abroad and domestically, but our job is to stay strong, keep fighting for liberty, keep protecting the United States Constitution. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way. The Archives Library of Congress, thank you for listening, thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger, and remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right.